Hey, it's Jeff McNichol down here at Mom's Music, 1900 Melwood Avenue. I was just thinking, when I was a kid, the magic was at Frankfurt Avenue, the Mom's Music at Frankfurt Avenue, and I used to beg people to get a ride down there just to hang out with the guys and see all the cool gear. Now that I'm the owner of this store, it's like a dream come true. We're recreating the magic with the vibe that we used to have at the old store. We're carrying all the gear that you're going to possibly want. We're giving you the outstanding service and personal attention that you deserve. Yeah, so we've got the great guitar shop here. We're carrying USA Fender, USA Gibson, Paul Reed Smith, Gretsch, Jackson, Charvel, anything you could possibly want. We're going to have it for you. Mom's is and always will be Louisville's music store. Thank you for tuning in to The Metal Forge. I am Mark Jackson, and I am your host. The premise of the show is pretty simple. Awesome interviews and awesome music. If you want to contact me, hit me up at MetalForgeRadio at gmail.com or visit the website, MetalForgeRadio.com. And now, let's get this show on the road. Hey, thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode of The Metal Forge. I'm Mark Jackson. I'm your host. Wow. Uh, Hopefully, you all have been great been an interesting last week for me this week on the show i have nightfire from munster germany northwest germany uh awesome band i i hope you dig them because they're fucking awesome for sure we're gonna check in with them here in just a few we're gonna play some music you know how the show goes it's pretty much the same every week we play a song we do the interview play a song out hell yeah so interesting last week or so I got a new tattoo. It's an Orco tattoo. I'm a huge fan of Masters of the Universe. So this is the first like color tattoo I've got in like 20 years. Everything else I have is, you know, kind of grayscaled black and white. So that's an interesting experience to, you know, to get back into because over the last couple of years I've got a few, but like I said, no color. But but now, you know, it's interesting. And I want to give a shout out to the artist who did it. Jared Spicer at Ageless Art Tattoo in Clarksville, Indiana. Hell yeah. If you're in the area, go see him. Go book an appointment with those guys. They do awesome fucking work. Super rad crew. Phil, Adam, Jared, everybody else in the in the uh, studio. Sorry if I, if I didn't drop your name. But yeah, super fucking rad people. For sure. Uh, Going to keep it kind of lax this week because, it, like I said, it's been an interesting week. Uh, I've been kind of high strung. I've been trying to stick to bullet points on a script and I just didn't get a chance to write one this week because I've been so busy with my regular day job. Here I am down at the wire editing this show and, you know, listening back and so on and so forth and uploading. It's just been really rough because like I said, these guys are from Munster, Germany, which that's about six hours ahead of me here. So we had to record this past weekend. I hope you like it. I know you're going to like it because it's fucking rad and awesome fucking first time German metal band here on the show. Question of the week. Last week's question was what concert did you never think you were going to get to attend? And I had some awesome answers to this question. I've had Mick Watkins uh, got to see uh, Van Halen with David Lee Roth. Super fucking rad. Um, 
I've never got to see Van Halen, unfortunately. They're, I like Van Halen. They're not really my cup of tea, unfortunately. I mean, I can listen to them. I don't turn the station or anything, so that's a good thing. But I'm glad he got to see them. And I want to give a big shout-out really fast to Mick, and I hope he gets well soon. Uh, he and uh, Tommy Blitz had an accident at their show uh, before the Kentucky Derby. And I just, you know, the Metal Forge is thinking of you too. Hopefully, you know, you guys get better soon. Dieter Zimmerman, he got to see my life with Thrill Kill Cult. Super rad. Uh, never saw either of them, but hey, I, I bet it was awesome for sure. Uh, Brett and Mike both said Fraley's Comet with all original members. Cool. And then also Mike said, too, that he got to see the Misfits with the original lineup. So, fucking, that's rad as shit already. Bex got to see Black Sabbath. Super rad. Lisa from White Crone got to see Kiss on the first reunion tour back in, like, 1996, where it was the original band getting back together in the makeup. So that's pretty cool. Alexis says Soundgarden. That's rad. Again, not really my cup of tea. I dig what they do. I've, d- I've dug what they've done, I should say. Just not really got a, ever got a chance to, to see them. Caitlin says Godsmack. Sweet. Saw them. Pretty cool. Belen from Ritual Moon says Roger Waters and the Big Four. And yeah, Roger Waters, that's a fucking a good one too. Darth Skippy actually got to see Pink Floyd. And Andrew McKnight says Toto. Super fucking rad answers for these, you know. <laughs> Paulo says uh, Man of War. Sweet. <laughs> so many cool answers. Like, oh my gosh, there's like so many awesome answers. Mine is actually, I got a couple here. I've got Black Sabbath, which I never thought I would ever get to see, you know, when I started learning how to play my instrument. I was like, you know, I really would love to see them. And of course, you know, Ozzy was knee-deep in Ozzy shit at that point, And Black Sabbath really wasn't doing anything. Forbidden had come out a couple of years before that and just didn't really happen. And then all of a sudden, bam, they did the reunion tour. And, well, first they released a reunion album, which came out. And we were just like, holy shit, that would be so awesome if they went on tour. And they did. And I got to see them that February of 1999. It was super fucking cool. The other one on my list was Motorhead. And I was just never in a place financially uh, or stable enough in my life to see them when they would come near. They Remotely close coming to town was usually about two to four hours away. And I never thought that I would actually get to see them live until you know and I did get to see them finally in 2015 and it was about three months prior to Lemmy's passing so definitely and the last on the list you know I'm gonna have to go with Bill in here from Ritual Moon she said uh, Roger Waters and yes I got to see Roger Waters perform the wall live back in 2012 it was a crazy situation where as they say got a wild hair and decided to go day of show and ask you know i went straight to the box office at like 10 in the morning and this was on a sunday night show okay i went at like 10 in the morning it's when the box office opened and i was just like you know i wonder if they've got any tickets and they had two and i ended up buying two tickets they were a hundred dollars a piece and i was gonna take a friend of mine 
Luckily enough, I didn't. And um, I ended up taking my drummer, Donnie, at the time. And it was probably the raddest experience I'd, I'd got to have at a concert. Because I was always a huge fan of The Wall growing up. And it's such a magnanimous album that I have to be in a particular headspace to be able to listen to it. Because if I am not in that headspace, it legit sends me into a depression. And it's it's difficult, but I still love that album to this day. And usually once a year I can pop it on. And ironically enough, it's for some stupid reason. It's always around September. But regardless, anyway. How about this week's question? Which is going to be, what artist just doesn't connect with you no matter how hard you try who is that for you you know how to do it comment below on the post when i make it send me the message metalforgeradio at gmail.com send them to me we're gonna check them out and we'll you know we'll check it back next week Make sure you guys are clicking the links to the bands below, the official websites, the Bandcamp pages, the YouTube pages, the Spotify playlists. Without being able to play shows, this is the only way these guys can make any kind of money. So please, click those links, show your support, and help these people out, because they are the ones that need it the most. Also, thank you to the sponsors, Mom's Music, Maxwell's House of Music. Go get your gear from those places. Check out Burt, Bobby, Brooks, Howard, and Mike uh, at both of the stores. Click the links, momsmusic.com, maxwellshouseofmusic.com. I also want to say, anywhere you can get this podcast, you can get the Wrestling Steve Show, the It's Gonna Get Weird podcast, and the Night Demon Heavy Metal podcast. So please, after you're done listening to this show, listen to these people as well. They have great content. Super fucking rad people. Check them out. Also, Better Days Records, if you're in the Louisville, Kentucky area, or... You know, you can click below. They have a Discogs page for some really cool, rare shit you can find. So, check out Better Days Records. So, this comes from the 2019 album from Nightfire, From Fortune to Ruin. This is Lunacy.
All right, Metalheads, I'm being joined on the line right now with Nightfire from Germany, and we've got the whole band here today, guys. How are you all today? Fine, fine. Saturday fine, evening, some beer, some metal. Yeah, nice. thank you for having us. Dude, thank you all for coming on. Why don't we go around the room here and introduce ourselves? Yeah, we're, I'm I'm Christoph. I'm the lead guitar player, Nightfire, playing guitar for, I don't know, 12 years or something like that. Uh, was... Did not start the band, joined later when the other dudes already made some music in a couple of weeks. But uh, since then, yeah, we did our music for the last seven years, eight years. Seven know. years, yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. I'm David. I sing for Nightfire and play the rhythm guitars. Yeah, it's actually, we started the band, bring out an EP, a demo, an album, an EP, and another EP. Now we're just having a good time and hopefully we can play again soon. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> Hello, my name is Freddy. Um, I'm the drummer. I think David and me, we started when when we started, David. I don't know. 2013. 2013. 13, 13, yeah. Yes. I know I know David is a young guy and I <laughs> I know him a, a long time and see him with uh, in the audience of my uh, other old thrash metal band and um I think I I, I I need a new band, and then I ask him, and uh, how so it starts, yeah? Or what? Yeah. Do you what do you say, David? Yeah, it's exactly like that. I remember your message on Facebook, twenty <laughs> thirteen. Yeah, you messaged me. I up for a heavy metal project, and I was like, hell yeah! <laughs> what are you waiting for? And so we jammed about five, six, seven times, and pretty told me. I know a guy, he plays guitar. What's his name? Christoph. And I was bringing And we met the first time with two, with three people. And we were like, yeah, that's Nightfire. Let's start it. Right on. I'm looking here on the metal archives, which I do consult a lot because it shows here. And as we see three members, there's no bass player right now. That kind of yeah, hurts. So, uh, I'm, I'm a bass player. That kind of hurts, man. No. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> well, we, 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 actually had a few bass players but uh, since this position has been uh, there have been many different guys who played bass with us and also do play bass with us live that um, they just came in like for, for for live playing and after recording or when we recorded our first album we just uh, had we realized that nightfire is just us three people since we've been doing that for around four years at the time. So we said, no, we don't want another another fourth man in our group here yeah, for whatever reasons, because it would also be unfair because every decision we made up to then, it was always us free and we all had the same opinion always on every single topic. So uh, it would also be unfair for a fourth guy to, to join this, to join our band in that way and uh, like we like we could then tell him we want to do this we want to do that and he could say yes or he could say no and if he would say no it would make no difference at all because we free already decided on everything we wanted to make so during the recording of the album we took the step and said okay nightfire is officially just us three guys and we've got some friends who do the best playing when we do live gigs but actually on the recordings it was us who played the bass i think i played some songs david played some songs and our producer also played some songs on that, the bass that's the really album. cool i mean i get that and you know being a personally a member of a three-piece band 
Yeah, there's nothing better than having that one, two, three kind of kick over, you know, where there's always a tiebreaker. Yeah. When when you have band meetings and nobody gets really split on anything, it's like, well, I think we should do this. Well, I think we should do this. So-and-so, what do you think? And then it's like, well, there it is. You know, there's nothing that doesn't get shelved because of two-on-two kind of stuff, <laughs> which I totally get that. That's, that's a good idea. The funny thing is actually there there is no need for a tiebreaker at all during any decision because one of us just makes the decision and says let's do it this way and everyone cheers yeah yeah fucking great we, we do it like that it's the best thing ever <laughs> <laughs> that's that's actually really cool though because i'm looking here at the past members and, it, and i see some some bass players and then i see some live bass players and it's like i get it <laughs> bass players are kind of hard to come by sometimes especially good ones back in 2015 you all released live high and in 2019 you all did from fortune to ruin and now you're coming out with shattered lands exactly yeah tell me about the new ep it was probably the first songs we have ever written at home in our in our homes like yeah online home studio recordings it was a big step for us it was a great a big challenge for us but we made it in some kind of way we have never ever played one of the songs except for lay in black but we have never played these songs live we rehearsed a few months one or two months ago for the first time the songs and we felt it we we felt the songs we were like freddy and me we played at home one two songs and we were like yeah that's cool schweiker came up with another song and we're like yeah let's do an ep let's do an ep we went to the studio to our producer peter who also produced the album from fortune to ruin in 2019 and uh, you you can say peter is the fourth man of our band he's a he knows Actually, that's true. Yeah. yeah he knows us uh, i think uh, when we need peter I think it was four years he was um um the life um Mixture sound, sound technician in a in a venue, and we meet him, and uh, yes, and this is the the way he comes to Nightfire, and he knows us. Uh, he's um, he's a bass player, <laughs> uh, <laughs> a, a very good bass player, I think. And um, um, this is um, how it works. Peter is a producer, and he bring um, us together. Yes, we have uh, the ideas and make a. Um, pre-production of our EP and um, I think we have to tell you why we have to do it uh, in this way. Um, we are based in, in Münster, it's a um, uh, city in northern Westphalia in Germany, in the center, if you, <laughs> if <Right>. you know. <laughs> in the middle. <laughs> Without mountains. <laughs> it's only yeah. it's yeah no um and um Christoph um went um left Münster for work and um he lived in the south of Germany and I think how many kilometers are between four hundred four hundred oh wow yes yeah and this uh was the decision was clear when we recorded from fortune to ruin we know that Christoph went or left Münster to the south and um, we decided to do it within the um in Wissen um in <laughs> we decided to we decided to keep the band going and uh, we knew then since we couldn't rehearse every week and meet up and write new songs that we would have to do it uh, virtually on the internet. Um, so since you can see from Fortune to Rune, between the first EP and the first album was quite a lot of time. So the songs on the album were written during that time and also were played many, many times live. So we knew the audience wants our songs. They like them. And after the 
after the album, I had to move away. So we couldn't write more songs during rehearsals. When we did rehearsals, we just did them in front of a live gig so we could play live. Um, but we couldn't write really new material. So we were forced to yeah, just, just improvise. Um, actually, Lady in Black, we wrote that song together. The two guys, uh, they visited me in the south of Germany for a weekend. Uh, they had their e-drums and we had some kind of audio in the computer and everyone had headphones on and we were in this room and everyone do 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 and uh, that's what when Lady in Black was written. But the other songs, we it was the first time that we had to yeah sit down and think, what do you want to write? It's not just like riffing off in the room and yeah, that's cool, yeah, that's cool, play it like that. No, it's just sit down and actually think what do you what do you want to write a song about what what does what what do you want it to listen to and then we we did the pre-production everyone recorded stuff at home except then me we, <laughs> yeah except you <laughs> and, and then we would send it back and forth and back and forth and just minor adjustments and play it like that play it like that and a bit more of that and uh, so songs really got in shape during constant internet communication in the end when we thought okay the song's finished now then our producer peter came in he listened to it and said yeah do it like that and and he also met with Friedi uh, in the rehearsal room and said, okay, the guitars are clear, vocals are clear, everything about the drums. What do we do without the drums? And they sat down in the rehearsal room and actually wrote, yeah, they wrote the drums, the drum tracks. So in a way, this upcoming EP is, is a bit more technical or philosophical. Philosophically speaking, we, we, we did think more about what our music should sound like. It was not just improvising in the rehearsal room. Definitely. So it sounds like from some pretty much from the beginning that you all have had to, had been doing this this virtual writing process over the last few years, as opposed to most bands got pushed into that over the last year yeah well actually we started around i don't know last year up to two years we just started we had actually we had the uh we had the date for the studio and we hadn't finished the songs so we had okay <laughs> you we've got three months for the studio now go write some music at home <laughs> yes, uh, we, we 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 had to make a decision yeah um nightfire uh, were broken when we don't do this virtual um digital um um kind of uh, band living or um we nightfire will shut down so we decided to to do this this way and um we worked on it i think um directly to one or two years after from fortune to ruin it was clear into by the records of from fortune to ruin that Schweiker would left our city so it was a, a slow process to to learn it it's, i think it's a, it was a very trial and error to do this yes for us we are not the professional um, producer which uh, yeah, learned cubase and the, all the technician stuff so it was a slow process to to bring up to write the songs and um, this is the way how we um, wrote the songs for the ep all right, hang out, guys. We're going to take a real quick break. We're going to come back. Hey, guys. Wrestling Steve of the Wrestling Steve Show here. Uh, so if you're currently listening to the Metal Forge with Mark Jackson, then you understand that Mark Jackson has a pretty discerning taste when it comes to music as a whole. You'll also understand that he has a discerning taste for professional wrestling, just like me. The, my show is called The Wrestling Steve Show. Uh, I talk about modern and classic pro wrestling in a completely unbiased, unfiltered way. 
be sure to check me out on all available podcasting platforms. That is the Wrestling Steve Show, and I am the host, Wrestling Steve. Just remember, uh, like like Confucius said, uh, man who goes through turnstile in Thailand uh, is going to Bangkok. Pro wrestling. Hey, are you all in a band? Do you need merch for shows? By now, I'm sure you've seen all the Metal Forge patches that are available, along with many more. Well, the printer I use for those is UKR Patcher. Check them out on Facebook and Etsy. They do awesome custom work and for extremely affordable prices for any band budget. Check them out at UKR Patcher on Facebook and Etsy. So you have a title track for this EP. It's called Shattered Lands. Tell me about that track. So yeah, about Shadowland is one of the example songs. It I wrote it just where I I'm sitting now. I got my guitar here and got my headphones on and just and actually <laughs> I I had the I had the intro solo of the song, and first I thought that would be the intro for the whole album since we had an intro for our first album. We also wanted an intro for this EP. They had the the solo at the beginning of Shadowlands and. I, told the guys here i wrote this what do you think it's a great intro solo and they said oh no that's that's way too good for an intro yeah, just write a song and <laughs> the way too good actually, for an intro uh, <laughs> it can it can only just, go down from there if it's an intro right yeah <laughs> actually yeah yeah so actually actually 80% of the time writing that song was just the intro and then he said do something and I just said okay what about this okay that's great and the song was song was written <laughs> Definitely. And Shattered Lands was just released here, what, about three weeks ago or so? Well, for for us the, the release date is just where we, we went in the we went to the studio quite here about a year ago. June, maybe June. No, no, it was it was in the end of May last year. We went in the studio for I don't know, four days, three days, five days. Yeah, right. Yeah. It was it was quite quick and uh, we got the first master already in june so to us the album was was finished around june oh wow so <laughs> and then so you all have been sitting on this for a year at this point yeah, yeah it took quite a time to 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 get the well doing rona and everything uh the rest of the of the year processing an album contacting with a um with a label and i think what took us the long, long time was the the um, the cover of the, the of the the artwork. It's uh, we we were in contact with. Uh, Greetings know. to the old school crew from Bulgaria. Hi guys. Yeah. Hey guys. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they took about I don't know three or four four months to finish it up finally. Uh, so there was a lot of delay time there. Definitely. You said the old school crew is who did the artwork for this. Yeah, they they, they are called the old school crew. Yeah. Nice. They I also like... make they also make cover artwork for festivals and other bands. And they're pretty big. Absolutely. You know, I'm really digging the continuity between the two albums actually with the artwork because if you get the first the first album it's the blue cover where it has the uh you know the three like meteors or comets whatever you want to call them coming down into the atmosphere and then with the cover for shattered lands they're still coming down into the atmosphere but you actually see the the mountain and like the raging river and the barren wasteland type stuff on there, which is super fucking cool to me. Yeah, that was our intention. Um, the fun thing is about the the um, 
the album cover of From Fortune to Ruin. Uh, it was also Peter, our producer, <laughs> and we were in the area in our room, and we thought about what what will the cover be. And he said, "Ah, I know some guy that he can do it for you, but what do you want to have?" And we just said, "Yeah, what about what about free meteors coming down to Earth?" And he actually just took a blue pen, some piece of paper, and just scribbled something up. And we said, yeah, it's cool. And actually, it looked a lot like the cover, the finished cover. And uh, about the finished cover, some some good feedback we had is when you see the cover, you have no idea what kind of music you, you will be coming. You see the logo. So, yeah, it's something metal, but just plain looking at it, it could be, I don't know, some weird tech metal or something progressive, maybe with a keyboard, God forbid. <laughs> God forbid, yes. <laughs> uh, what, 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 what do you think when you see the cover of Shattered Lens? When I see it, I think, well, I mean, looking at and listening to you guys already, I kind of already know what I'm getting into, but it's it definitely seems like it's going to be heavy, but I don't think it's going to be heavy like is in like a death metal or black metal heavy. Perfect. You know, because that's the thing with artwork for me is I've always said the artwork has to be somewhat matching to the album because I've always said that Molly Hatchet is theft by deception in rock music and metal music because they have this awesome death dealer Frank Frazetta artwork. It's Southern, like, you know, American Southern rock. It's like Leonard Skinner with like a power metal cover and it doesn't work for me. And yeah, I own a copy of that album only because I love Frank Frazetta's artwork <laughs> <laughs> and they have so many they have like three or four albums with Presetta artwork yeah actually I would never have guessed that this was not the person I thought of when I saw it because there is a guy that I follow on Instagram uh, Wormwalk yeah. uh, shout out to Wormwalk he does so much awesome artwork but it looks just like this and it's super cool because I was like I wonder if he did that and, and no he yeah. didn't <laughs> <laughs> You've released a blue and black marble version of it. You've released a white wax version of it as well. That seems to be the thing in a lot of metal today is we really, as metalheads, you know, we supply to a collecting market, I think. Because, right, yeah. you know, you get like the church recordings of things like uh, like Haunt and Beastmaker and, and all of the bands that he has produced. Trevor, that is. It'll come out like on a splatter. It'll come out on a pinwheel. It'll come out on straight black vinyl. There'll be like some... And then you got like the Shadow Kingdom Records releases of things where they'll have like a gold vinyl, a dragon breath. I mean, is this is this what it is these days that we do this to for a collector where we try to have people collect each color vinyl of things? I think we have to split in the view from the labels and view from the bands. Yeah, possibly some of the labels want to sell as much as possible. So they want to Naturally. bring out five, six, seven, <laughs> eight, or even ten different versions of the same record in like the blue vinyl, the red, the green, the golden, the, I don't know. You, you know, every kind of colors. And for us, it's just like a piece of art. We don't think like, yeah, we have to produce two different kinds of LPs to sell two, no, it's just the fittings to the album. We talked to Chris, the, sh the, the um, chief from our label, and he was like, what kind of color do you want? And we were like, we don't know. Possibly some of the artworks, like white for the meteors, they were right in the, in the artworks. And he was like, yeah, but what do you think about the 
blue marble wall, uh, black. Well, yeah. So it's just um, it's just it's just a final piece of art for the album. It, for sure, it fits with the artwork, and it's not only for us. It's not uh, a business kind of view, but yeah. I think. That possibly there are a lot of labels yeah, just uh, wanting to make as much as possible, to sell as much as possible. But for really, yeah, uh, possibly for every band, it's, it's just a piece of art. Yeah, it's something to enhance the storytelling, where I think we all have the thing where we're, when we started listening to music, we, we, where we sit here and we pick it up and we look at it and we're just like taking in all of the intricacies of the artwork and with a different color vinyl to match that artwork. Yeah. It adds an yeah. extension to the storytelling in a way because it's, exactly. it's something mm. new. It's not, everything has to be on a black vinyl or not even just a transparent vinyl at this point. Yeah. When we, when, when, when we tell you the truth, um, we, uh, we're very excited and happy that we have the choice of two colors yes we we go to 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 the to the record label and say hi do you want our record here is it what do you think and he asked us yeah we make it we do it and if which colors do you want and we say what two questions and how many yeah so so um you see us as three guys we are interested in heavy metal we do our band and it's um our our big love to do this yes what the labels and uh, the about the selling of the music it's not our motivation to do this yes and we are happy to get what we get so it was a very special thing to have the choice between two <laughs> colors so um this is this is um we think wow it's cool <laughs> Right. Yeah. No, I can agree with that, and I can relate to it. So for the vinyl colors, we already thought it would just be black, like the normal vinyl color, and then something like with the album, something label exclusive with a bit more extravagant colors. Then actually, the the label boss came to us and said, "Okay, we'll do we'll do white." And what do you think about black, blue, may mar marble? I don't know, maple, yeah. marble? Marble. And we were like, marble. <laughs> we were just like, yeah, okay. We thought it would be just black in another color, but then you get here marble and, and also white. Actually, he just sent us a PDF with around 40 possible colors and you said, yeah, choose your color. And we were just like, wow, wow, wow. yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think about... Uh, if you buy an album, you can buy it on black, but can, when you can buy it with the color, it's always cooler, more cool. Definitely. Yeah? Well, and that's one of the things I've I've been working in a in a record store here in Louisville uh, over the last few months, and one of the things that I've realized when I've done some of these metal orders to bring in more metal into the into the store is everything that's pressed on black vinyl is usually the, the rare vinyl for this. You'll have like 250 copies pressed on black, but you'll have 500 pressed on marbled red or splatter or something like that. So yeah. it makes when you order a, a copy that's like, oh, well, you know, it's back on the black vinyl and that's but they're not doing that many of them which i think that's yeah, kind so of, i think that's kind of a cool thing i think that's for the buyers who don't really care about i need the rarest edition and i need all the special edition i just want one that looks cool and then i'll do the splattered one and not the normal vinyl just one color right definitely all right guys let's take a real quick break let's come back let's talk about some live show stuff 
Hey, it's Mark Maxwell at Maxwell's House of Music. Listen, all this stuff is now available to purchase on our website. Check it out at maxwellshouseofmusic.com. We carry all the top brands, like Fender. We got Gibson. We also have basses. We've got ukuleles. We've got drums. We've got sound gear. We've got keyboards. Hi, this is Frank Green from the It's Gonna Get Weird podcast, a podcast I host with Scott Clark. You're going to get everything you need on the podcast. Lots of laughs, lots of music, some sports, and maybe some inappropriate shit. Usually that's Scott's birthday. Check it out. It's going to get weird. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and everywhere you get your podcasts online. It's going to get weird. I'm going to put my foot right in your ass. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Hey, guys. So give me an instance here where it was kind of like a blown away moment for a live show for you all. We have a story. We have a story in this case. We were asked from one of the probably the biggest founder yeah. of one of the yeah of one of the coolest and biggest metal festivals in Germany. The the, 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 the coolest underground, the coolest underground heavy, traditional heavy metal festival. And he asked us if we could like the festival was on a Saturday and it was Friday, and he messaged us like, "Hey guys, one of the bands can't do it tomorrow." Can you guys play it tomorrow? And we were like, shit, that's not possible. Uh, that's not possible. We would, we would love to do it, but it's not possible. And he was like, okay, no problem. On Sunday, he asked us, but for next year, it's safe. And you have to note, it's one of the most important festival organizers in Germany with the coolest festival in the country. And he asked us for next year is, is great. And I was like, I was so in shock that I, I, I told him, yeah, I have to talk with the others first. Uh, is it, is it, if it's the one I'm thinking of, is it keep it true? Yeah. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> shout out to Oliver. <laughs> yes, definitely. Definitely give shout outs to that because that's awesome because they, they have so many awesome bands that come through. Like look, For sure, just yeah. anybody wants to take a look at the 2019 flyer, you know, you had midnight, you had idle hands, saber, yeah. Witchfall, And it was obviously the, the tribute to Mark Shelton. And so, yeah. yeah, I totally, Totally get it. So, so many awesome bands, and there's quite a few of them, you know, like Agent Steel, and that's fun. <laughs> I mean, it's fun. And, and, now, and now, just imagine him, the organizer and founder of the festival, giving a message from Nightfire telling him, I'll talk with the other first. <laughs> And I didn't even realize what, what I'd written to him. And the others were like, what the fuck did you say? <laughs> you, you always say, when it comes to something like that, you always say, yes, I'm actually going to have to get, yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna have to get my, now, now I know it. I'm totally going to have to get my passport in line because I'm going to have to go to next year's. Since the EP has just come out, you're pretty much, you were done with it a year ago. I mean, are you all currently writing something new right now, or what's what are you all doing now? What's what's coming next? Well, we actually already booked the studios for up in a year from now, so we definitely should start writing new songs. <laughs> Thank you for reminding us. Nice, <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, I, I really, Christoph, I, I, I want to give you a, a good shout out for that because you just said we booked the studio for a year from now. Yes. 
that is awesome to me because I think if you don't have a goal in mind, then you're just going to sit there and fester at and you're not going to be able to continue what you're doing. You're just going to sit there and you're going to, you'll, when I get around to it one day kind of thing. If you set the goal of saying, all right, well, I'm going to book uh, studio time. I'm going to book this CD release show. And so then you kind of put yourself on a, on a goal. You have to sit there and be like, well, now I have to get this done. But uh, no pressure up to now. I think for the EP, we bro we went we went to a studio in May, and I think Far From Home and Shadowlands, and also Haunted by Fire, the last song. I think we wrote them around February or yeah, February March. So just two months ahead of the studio time, we actually finished the song. So we still got a lot of time, and also we actually have. I think one or two songs already, which we want to bring on to the next album, which we've played live, but which did not make it on the last album or on this EP. And it was also, well, actually one of the songs we played live for one or two times. And it's a really catchy one. There's a live version on YouTube. But around the studio, we kind of forgot about it. <laughs> and, and then we also forgot about that the song ever existed. And actually, a few weeks ago, when uh, I was back in Münster and we just keep jamming for a weekend, uh, Darwin and I, we were drinking beers late at night and watched our old, old live footage on YouTube. <laughs> you can't tell this, man. You can't tell it. <laughs> and, and, and we found the song and we just thought, wait a second, that is we our song. <laughs> we literally watched every Nightfire live video that's on YouTube. <laughs> and we we're like, what the hell happened to that song? What the hell happened? We didn't even play it ever again. So <laughs> that's what's really great. Yeah. You know, that's that's always an interesting concept to me with <laughs> with when we do this as independent musicians, you know, when when we do stuff like that. But I want to know, like, I want to know what Iron Maiden does when they do shit like that. Because you know they do it, too. They have to. Yeah. Or Metallica. Sure, yeah. Like, when they were recording St. Anger, and they had recorded, like, 35 songs, and yeah. 11 of them made an album. I want to know what happened to the other songs, that, that what they just kind of vaulted, you know? Exactly. So... <laughs> <laughs> so I know when we do it, it's it's something. It's like, hey, whatever happened to that? And when yeah, you know. So I do like to ask some general questions about you guys as people because I look at the metal community to be family. We all have a you know a love for one another's bands. So these are all about you guys. Metalheads generally, like I said, are eclectic people. Earlier in your, earlier in the interview when we were talking about the vinyl collection of like different colors. So other than that, what do you collect personally? I'm a very big Godzilla fan. <laughs> so, so I've got like every Japanese Godzilla movie on, on DVD. I think I've got two, two ones missing. Um, I've also got some on Blu-ray. I've got three Godzilla statues, you know, the small ones that are just, ah. and I've got four t-shirts. Nice. <laughs> so yeah, I'm a, I'm a Godzilla maniac. Hey, that's awesome. <laughs> I'm actually watching a guy on YouTube make a Mecha Godzilla costume. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, I'm collecting my concert tickets. Um, I um, and the uh, booklets of uh, the concerts I, I, I looked at. I have the. I think I have most of every 
concert ticket I, I visit. And I think I have a lot of um, very special booklet recordings from my, from my first um, concert I've ever been. So I, this is uh, for me very special to have them because it goes back, I think, uh, 20 years wow. and 25 years and I have it. And um, I don't hear it often, but I can say I have it. For <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, because... Hey, I agree with that because I collect my uh, my ticket stubs as well. I'll go through them occasionally, and it'll be, I'll see one, and I'll be like, "Wow, that was a good show." Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it brings back like all the memories of it. Definitely. Yeah. But perhaps this is the reason why we, when we do a, when we organize the show, we uh, produce our own tickets. Right. So we still we still we still have hard print tickets at our show. Yes, yeah. you can and, get one. Yes, and it, 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 even if you buy on the internet, when you come to the venue, you get your own printed ticket. So yes, you can... because it's it's very important. It is to have a, a good design ticket. Yeah, yeah. it's a perhaps. Sure. Yeah. It is. It, it adds a special quality to the to the experience, especially in a in a world where everything is digital and you can get digital concert tickets to these major shows and festivals to have an actual printed deal. Yeah, I get that. So what do you collect, David? I'm actually not kind of collector guy, but I collect dinner matches. Limited. What <laughs> 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 the fuck? Uh, I. <laughs> I collect um, yeah vinyls from bands that are friends with us. Like they give personally to me, like vinyls with autographs. And I have to say, I collect the the Nightfire backstage passes. Nice. <laughs> well, yeah. What are you currently reading? Reading, like a book. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on. On, on my night table, there's actually a, a Warhammer 40k book about the Dark Angels. I know it's a bit, it's a big nerdy, but it's here. It's just explosions and big robot army guys fighting to death. And you know, right. when you come home from work in the evening, you don't want to read something that yeah, no. Yeah, you don't want to read no the news because no. the news sucks everywhere. Yeah, and 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 I don't want to read something with long words or hard words or just one year <laughs> total war yeah I'm, I'm i'm so tired at this time that i don't have uh, time for for reading and when <laughs> i'm reading i uh i will read something about being dead <laughs> some some uh stuff uh from my kids yes this is what i'm sure. reading now. right on about i'm not sleeping about being a dad not being dead no <laughs> yes dead yeah. to being a dad okay yeah. <laughs> yeah we have to say 3d is the first night fire guy becoming a dad ah uh, well that's awesome dude and the metal yeah. and the metal family lives on in, oh, in, we, 18, in 18 years we will have our bus player <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or a better drummer we don't yeah. know <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's great and what is what are you reading david shame on me shame Play, on me playboy right now, <laughs> right now i'm actually reading nothing but i'm yeah waiting for the next dan brown novel so yeah let's wait a few years right either or sabbath or zeppelin what's the second zeppelin black sabbath, sabbath or led zeppelin oh, yeah, you, sabbath sabbath what the fuck i'm in the wrong band <laughs> i'm in the wrong band i'm gonna see you guys <laughs> Definitely Zeppelin. What? What? The? Okay, yeah. We have to talk later, guys. We have to talk later. <laughs> oh, now that now they're gonna get now somebody's gonna be drunk say? watching YouTube later of of Zeppelin videos <laughs> to try and convince you. <laughs> 
not Zeppelin, maybe Greta van Fleet. <laughs> right, right. Zeppelin, uh, Led Zeppelin light. Uh, what would you say, Sabbath or Zeppelin? Me? I'm a Sabbath man. <laughs> Sabbath. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, David. Hey, there, uh, there, I, I like yeah. Zeppelin. Don't get me wrong. I, I really do like Zeppelin. I don't know. I kind of like later Zeppelin, though, like... I think my decision on Sabbath is because there exists no metal song which Sabbath don't wrote before. There's no riff, no right. kind of, of the song. They do it before. Definitely. In, For sure. Who do you wish you never saw live? Well, I, I once saw Exodus at the party sound, and the sound was just so bad. I don't know if it was the sound or the beer or, or this, but it... Uh, I. It's well they played Bonnet by Blood and it took to the chorus till I till I recognized the song because before that it was just it just wasn't great. Who was singing who was singing for them at that time? Or I don't know. I think it was two to sixteen to seventeen when they when they've been there. Oh, so it was it was recent then. Yeah. Okay, so it was uh it was Zetro again. Okay. Yeah, like yeah. Four or five years ago. Right, yeah, so that was Zetro again. What about well, you? Uh, also, well, countless, countless, countless local small bands, <laughs> which are are really good. <laughs> no, no, not calling any names, but... Uh, no, you know, no, I you get know. what you mean. There's, go, yeah, go, there's going some to a local show and just, yeah. Yeah, there's some that are terrible, I get that. <laughs> Freddy, who do you have? Oh, I think it's a very difficult question to... Because I think... Um, it's, um, no, I can't give you an answer because um, perhaps I don't want it to do this because I'm thinking that um, no band is playing motivated as, uh, as uh, so, no, sorry, please cut us. <laughs> I can't no, do it in, no, in English. Uh, no, I, I get you. Yeah, no, you're yeah, good. Um, I think no band will go to stage to give me some shit. So right. I think... I think it's um it's a uh, point of view that no this is a I think that I I want to find the good in in all people to For go sure. on stage and and I pay the money I think everybody have a, a shitting day or something like this and um yes I saw many bad shows but I think when you go on stage they're still trying and, yeah and it's not um motivated to give me some bad shows right. so I think I I hope every musician do the best on stage and perhaps they have a, a hangover, a bad day, or uh, I don't know. So I can't answer. I give you an answer. First. Absolutely. I can't do it. I get it. actually never been to a concert thinking like, what the fuck I'm looking at. I was, I can't remember a gig. I wish now I hadn't seen it. No, actually. Awesome. I, 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 I think when you, when, when, when you, when you see a band and it, it don't works. So I get my, my friends and go to the bar to drink some beer. So I have a great time. So I think in Germany, we have a, a little problem in the last years that the audience and the heavy metal fans are overdosed. Yes. So you go to a concert and they say, Oh, I see them in the eighties. They are, this was the real shit and now they are not good. Yeah. So. Um, I don't like this attitude to, to hear the music. If I don't like them and I know they are not good today, I don't go to the concert. So it's okay. But, um, to the, what happens is that they are overdosed. Yeah. And, right. um, don't give the respect to the musicians, what they do, what they, 
you you don't have to like everything. So it's your decision to go to the concert or not. So um, I think it's your own problem to, to see. I know the, there are times bands play not as good as you think about, but I if you I think I don't want to to say they do it with a intention. Yeah, for sure. To, to, all right, we're going to take a real quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to finish this up with Nightfire from Munster, Germany, here at the Metal Forge. Welcome to the night. You think you know Night Demon? Then the Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast is for you. Step into the darkness as we peel back the curtain to give you an unprecedented, all-access look into the mind and the heart of the demon. We're talking band history, song analysis, studio anecdotes, stories from the road. It's everything a diehard Night Demon fan could want and more. This is the only place to learn the inside scoop, the deep dive trivia, the untold tales from the band members themselves and those closest to the Night Demon story. Need more? The sacred Night Demon crypt will be pried open to reveal demo recordings that have never before seen the light of day. All with in-depth commentary by the band and the people who were there for the writing and recording process. This is a gold mine, a treasure trove of all things Night Demon. Head over to nightdemon.net or wherever you listen to podcasts. What food can you not stand? Vegan food. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That is an extremely popular answer. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> First thing came to my mind. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. <laughs> Avocados, possibly. I, I hate them. <laughs> I think I eat everything. Yeah. This is, <laughs> if you get yes, I I don't like fish. Okay, fish. I'm I'm not a fish fish friend. No, no, fish is not mine. Any any of it at all? Like no seafood no, at all? You, no, no. If if you if you keep in mind that fish are peeing into the sea. Yeah, I don't want to eat them. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, what band do you like that none of your friends like? Possibly Greta Van Fleet. Yeah, I've got a lot of friends who say they're like, <laughs> they're not cool. They're not cool. It's like they, they, they want to be Led Zeppelin, but they are not Zeppelin. Possibly Greta Van Fleet. Yeah. Right on. I think I'd say ACDC. You know, many people say, oh, just the same. I don't want to listen to ACDC, but uh, I like them. I can listen to them all day. It's repetitive, but it's repetitively cool, so it's okay. For sure. I think ABBA. ABBA from Sweden. Aside from the Greta Van Fleet, ACDC and ABBA have been on the show before. That's cool. Definitely had those answers. That's that's good stuff. And I get it because they're they're both dependable bands or groups, yeah. I should say, at that point. What is your most unpopular music opinion? The greatest Iron Maiden albums were the first two. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, shots fired on that one. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a, it's over now. It's, it's okay. You can go. Time to hang up the phone. No. Yeah. Yeah. What was the question? What was the question? Your unpopular I actually believe that the albums like we know don't have any future. After Spotify and all the streaming companies get the music business in their hands, I actually believe that the future lays in singles and that's sad. <laughs> That's sad, but I believe that would be, that this would be in the future. It's so, it's interesting that you bring that up because on a few shows now, looking back through history in pop and rock music in like the yeah. 1950s and 60s, 
it was a very much single driven business. You know, everything was yeah, pressed actually, on yeah. everything was pressed on seven inch, and that you exactly. know it, it, they were a dollar a piece. And then when like you know the seventies and eighties and nineties to to like you know just a few years ago, it was all album driven stuff in rock music yeah, where you released sure. a, an album of material, not just like an album was five singles and five B sides. It became a, an album oriented business back in the seventies when, you know, bands were releasing collections of songs like concept album stuff, you know, when the prog aspect got into it and it just kind of transpired into the way it was supposed to be done like that. What we all take to heart and in like eighties metal and stuff. And then here recently with, with the advent of Spotify and iTunes and all the streaming platforms and stuff that it's become a single business again. Yeah. Or, sure. yeah. or if not a single business, definitely an, an EP business, you know, where you're not releasing 12 songs, you know, you can release four five, six songs and price it moderately and do really well doing it. Yeah. Lips from Anvil was on the show a couple of months ago and he had said something to the similar and he he was like if you release an album in january like we do when quote award season comes around which is the following february people have done forgot about your album from last year because if it's released in january it feels like it was released 2 years ago by the time you know critics are starting to hand out like oh best album of 2020 they look at like the last like 3 or 4 months of the year as opposed to the first yeah so i absolutely get that also want to mention always down below the links are there for people to click on please click the click the links support these guys in any way you can because that's what matters because nobody's playing shows so listeners out there follow nightfire give them a like a share go buy some albums go buy some merch support these guys because they kick ass and you've already heard one song and you know you're going to always hear a second song here on the show so before we go today do you guys have any shout outs you want to give to anybody we would like to at first give a shout out, a big shout out to a producer and big friend, Peter, who produced From Fortune to Ruin, Chattered Lands. A shout out to this charming man records and Green Hell Records. And yeah, Christoph, maybe you know a few more. Shout out to all our friends, all our supporters, buy our stuff. <laughs> keep keep waiting for more. We, we we're on it, we're on it. And uh yeah, keep supporting your local heavy metal scene. Go to concerts if if they're if they're available and uh, in the meantime just listen to the Munich support your bands keep heavy metal alive definitely fire burns yes. <laughs> final question of the day what album changed your life head of the pack from Skullfist definitely it was the first album I listened to and thought to myself I want to start a heavy metal band and it was the first record I listened to, uh, I listened to not lying five, six, seven weeks every day. You know, on the way to the work, every single day, I listened to the record from the first song to the last song. And for me, it will forever be head of the pack from Skullfist. Yeah, definitely. Well, for me, it's, it must be the purple 30, the very best of. I can still remember to this day, I was a young boy. I was shopping with my family, with my mother, and we were in a, in a big store and she said, okay, you can go and you can have one CD. You can choose one CD. What do you want? And I went to the heavy metal section. I was, I don't know, 10, 11 years old. And around to this day, I had the motorhead Inferno in my hands and I went to the mama and said, I want this one. She said, 
oh, you just want it because of the of the cover. I said, yeah. And she said, no, 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 no. Here, here, Deep Purple. I listened to that when I was a young uh, young girl. So here, get this Deep Purple CD. And I got the Deep Purple CD. <laughs> nice. And that's think, actually a uh, good Motorhead album, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I listened I listen to it a few years later then. <laughs> I think uh, for me, it was uh, Kings of Metal from Manowar. Because um, I hear it so many times. Uh, when I hear Crown and the Ring, it's, uh, I, I, I get tears in my eyes. And uh, it comes uh, a lot of uh, emotions and uh, remembering from the past. Um, yes, I think it's uh, this one. Yeah. Hell yes. Kings of Metal. <laughs> Kings of Metal, yes. <laughs> Definitely. First person. Are you talking about us? <laughs> of course, of course. First, uh, first mention of Man of War on the show to to album that changed your life. That's cool. So, guys, thank you so much for coming on the show, Christoph, Freddie, David. Thank you so much. Thank you for having, having us. Thank you. I'm, I'm serious. I, I, I'm going to have to get my passport in line because I'm going to have to visit and and see yes, you guys it. live. Ho- hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, one day soon, maybe you all might be able to do an American tour. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully, okay. hopefully, hopefully. When and I, where? When we, and where? Then, then, then. Um, if you ask us, yeah, we have to talk. Yeah, we we need we need an hour for uh, discuss it, or we have time to come to the US tour. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you know how you know how it works here. Yeah? <laughs> to any bookers, to any bookers, I will never write again that I will talk to the others. <laughs> All the bookers hearing this, just just mail us. We will say yes. Just send out. Just send us the flying tickets. We will be there. Yeah, just send us the flying tickets and some good beer, and we will be there. Yes. Well, yes, you, so you might have to bring the good beer. I think we. <laughs> yeah. At, at, at our last rehearsal, we talked about what is our yeah what is the, the biggest dream we have. Or do you remember? I think one of one of it was um, to go with our friends uh, at Nightfire to the airport. <laughs> Take our instruments <laughs> to have a check-in and take a flight to to a concert. I think it's a yes. This is a, one of the biggest of the remaining of the remaining nightfire goals. Just play a play a gig where you need to be flying in. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Hell yeah, for sure, guys. Again, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Cheers to you know the first German metal band here on the Metal Forge. Very cool. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much. Before we leave. What song from the new EP Shattered Lands do you want me to play? So that's the point we'll we'll when we will get a fight, right? <laughs> I will say I will say Far From Home. What do you think? Shattered Lands, Far From Home? No, I think Far From Home is okay. Far from home? Here it's Yes. Yes. Far from home. Far from home. <laughs> re- re- remember what we told at the beginning. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Definitely. So here it is from Nightfire. From Munster, Germany, this is Far From Home.
Hey, thank you all for tuning into this week's episode of the Metal Forge. I want to take a minute to remind you guys about the Patreon page. Over on the Patreon page, we have the tiers set up to support the production of the show. We feature the Down and Dirty, which is just a buck. There's nothing special for that one. It just sends me a thank you because every dollar helps. Then there's the Double Down and Dirty. Much akin to the Down and Dirty tier, everything helps produce the show in the end. You make your presence known, and I appreciate that more than you realize. Thank you for being a dedicated friend and supporter to the Metal Forge. By selecting that tier, you will receive some cool Metal Forge stickers in your mailbox. Now, we're really going to start pounding the metal madness with the Apprentice Metalhead for just $5 a month. By becoming an Apprentice Metalhead, you'll be given early access to the shows, published 24 hours before everyone else gets it. You're also going to receive three entries in any contest that we do here at the Metal Forge. You're also going to receive a 10% discount on all Metal Forge merch, and you're going to receive a sweet Metal Forge patch for your battle jacket or backpack. And now, here is the big one. This is the Master Metalhead for just $10 a month. By becoming a Master Metalhead, you will receive a hand-numbered Metal Forge Master Metalhead membership card. You're going to be given early access to the shows as well, with 36 hours before everyone else. You're going to receive five entries in any contest that we do here at the Metal Forge. You'll be able to submit audio questions that I will use on the show of you asking questions to the upcoming guests. Remember, timing is everything, and you will need to keep up with the upcoming guest list on the website. You're also going to receive advanced knowledge of any new merch coming out and be given a 25% discount on all Metal Forge merch. And you're also going to get all of the other rewards from the other tiers. So visit patreon.com slash Metal Forge Radio today and help support the Metal Forge. Rock on. <laughs>